Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Munganass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball. This could be trouble. It's at the wall. And it's a gunner! He scores! Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Pitches. Alina hits it high and deep left center field. Back to the track, the wall. Goner, tie game in the ninth. One pitch from Kimbrough and Molina ties the game. Unbelievable. 8-8 at Wrigley Field. A swing and a long one. Home run, Paul DeYoung. Left center field, back-to-back Jack. The Cardinals have taken the lead in the ninth. Craig Kimbrell is serving up batting practice. From the belt, a look to first. Martinez kicks and fires. Swing and a miss! A Redbird winner! As the Cardinals have outlasted the Cubs, 9-8 on this Saturday, September 21st, 2019. Three wins in a row, all by one run in this series for the Cardinals. And the Cardinals get to shake hands out on the field and celebrate a slugfest that... Saw the Cardinals go one better than the Cubs for the third straight day. Kyle McClellan, what in the world happened yesterday? Wow, I'm still trying to understand what I just saw, and I was there at Wrigley Field witnessing it for myself. How are you? The inside pitch sponsored by the Stacey Lee Ballou Scholarship Fund and Redbird Carriers, specializing in intramodal trucking. What a wild ride we went on yesterday. Well, I just feel like all is right in the world right now. The Cardinals are in first place. Coming into... Uh, very soon, hopefully going to be in the playoffs. And the Cubs are in third place. I just feel like, you know, everything is uh, is lining up just just perfectly right now. Isn't it? I'll throw in there that the Blues won the Stanley Cup. I mean, what a yeah, year. Right. <laughs> what a year. There's still a ways to go. No corks have been popped yet, but we're getting close. Getting yeah, close. They and, yeah, yep. yeah they're, they're getting right there. And, look, I'm, I'm interested to see how the Cubs come out today. Did, did that, I mean, put that final nail in their coffin uh, last night? I mean, are they able to bounce back? Do they still feel like they have a chance? I mean, that was that was pretty devastating to have uh, Craig Kimbrell out there on the mound. Um, you know, your big acquisition that they go out and get um, and just to give that up there is and <laughs> that that was a pretty, uh, pretty tough loss for Chicago yesterday. And we'll see how they bounce back today. But the Cardinals continue to put themselves in a position where they're right there. They don't give up. They fight back. Uh, definitely got off to a rough start yesterday for Dakota Hudson. But the offense is there and picked them up. And what a wild game it was. Here's Joe Madden. Great game. Great game, both sides. We did so many things well. Um, they they fought back. You're right. It was uh, needed the the, the 16 ounce gloves for that fight right there. It was, uh, and we had the right guy there at the end. And and I mean, you talk about two shots to the jaw like uh, poom poom, and they got the win. They did indeed. The Cardinals beat Joe Madden's team. It's time seems to be running out for Joe Madden in Chicago. Yeah. It, well, it's it's. Um... You know they've they've had injuries. Everybody in the Central's had injuries, and uh, I think coming off of uh, out of spring training, everybody thought they were definitely the, the pick to win the Central. You know the Brewers and Cardinals were going to give them a run for the money, but uh, they they got a ton of talent there, and 
and they're a good team, but they just really never put it together all year, and it's got to be frustrating for uh, for everybody in the organization and certainly for their fans. Yeah, there will be some pressure on that front office as well. In the meantime, you know, the Cardinals withstood a lot of pressure, and I really believe that the Cardinals' front office – tried to make a deal at the deadline, but refused to deal Dylan Carlson. I mean, John Moselak said it on this very show. You have to pry him out of my dead hands. So he wasn't going to trade him. They weren't going to trade Nolan Gorman. And that's what everybody wanted. So they didn't make the deal. And it kind of put pressure back on Mike Schild and the players. But didn't it also show that team that there's more for you to give and we believe in you? Do do you think that's the case? I, I honestly, I, I think, and, and I have no information on this. This is just my my view. Um, John Mazalak likes to make a move. I mean, he likes yeah. to make a deal if he thinks they have a chance. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Leading up to that All Star break, I don't know if it if it was if the front office was all in on the fact that this team can be a playoff team. Now, I think they were definitely thought this is a team that we put together in spring training that we think is a playoff team, but they weren't playing like that. You know, they didn't click until the day before really, I mean, it was Jack Flaherty on the mountain in San Francisco and that's when they took off. And ever since they got back from the all-star break, they have been a completely different team. And so I think, uh, you know, front office wise, it's like, Hey, we don't want to make, we don't want to give up those two, obviously, but we also don't want to make a move just to make a move. Uh, and, and I don't know if this team is, is, is enough that, that we're going to go out and make these, give up some of these pieces. And, uh, is that enough to get us into the postseason? We need a lot of help, but they started playing that they took it amongst themselves and and said, hey, the guys that are in this locker room are the guys that are going to have to get it done, and they have done that. To their credit, uh, they have absolutely come out and played extremely well here in the second half. They definitely have, and I think that Goldschmidt, Ozuna, and Carpenter yeah. had to come through, according to Mosellock. He said that, too. If those three well, aren't, aren't doing it, it's going to be a tough year. He got two out of the three to start really producing. And Dexter Fowler, too. Yeah. I'll throw him in there. I think ever since Dexter Fowler got going at the top of the lineup, uh, it's been a different team. And Goldschmidt, I mean, look at where Goldschmidt was early on to where he is now. I mean, coming up, uh, I don't know if he'll get to 100 RBIs, but he's going to be close. He's got over 30 home runs. I mean, would you have thought that in, in, at the end of April uh, when we were talking about, you know, him having that slow start? And then Azuna, he's had, Azuna's been up and down, but he's definitely had some stretches where he has carried the team. Uh, Colton Long has been great, too. So I, there, there's a handful of guys offensively that once one went, they all started to go. And then you can go back to the starting rotation, and obviously the bullpen all year long has been as solid as can be. Hudson, a 16-game winner, just couldn't find it yesterday. The bullpen is able to support him, and so the offense and the Cardinals get the win 98. But just your thoughts on Hudson moving forward. Is that just a Wrigley Field going yeah. out there, not getting a good feel for it? Look, at day game at Wrigley with the wind blowing out, you're going to have some games like that. Um, so I don't put a whole lot into it. Uh, I, I love that they were able to win a different way. It wasn't the starter going out there and dominating. It was the offense coming through and, and stepping up in a big way. So not too worried about Dakota. Um, that was just one of those one of those games you're going to have. Obviously, with the walks, we haven't seen that with him. Um, and, and, and he did a good job of getting past that, putting it behind him, and, and, and keeping his team in it until the point he got taken out, which is a, a, a good move by Mike Schilt with uh, bases loaded and a big opportunity there to, to drive in some runs. And finally, your catcher, Yadier Molina. I mean, what can you say? I, you know, he, he's gone through a lot. He's been through some injuries. He bounced back. He took a foul tip where you don't want to take a foul tip. I mean, it, it has been one thing after the other, and he delivers again. He hits the home run yesterday, but before that, he had some big hits in this series. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was at Fantasy Camp, you know, and, and we were watching. Listen, they were, they were keeping up with the game 
uh, two days ago, and they, they said, oh, the Cardinals are up two to one. I said, oh, what happened? I said, Yachty got a hit. I was like, well, shocker. You know, like who, <laughs> who would have thought he would have done that? Then he gets a home run yesterday. It's just Yachty every time. When I played, I, I told somebody when we were playing, I said, hey, pay attention. Anytime Yachty comes up and there's two outs, like the last hitter of the game, and he's up and he can end the game, he never ends the game. The game never ends with Yachty. And we watched that for a couple of years, and, and it's so true. Anytime he gets the opportunity, it, he always comes through, it seems like, or, or at least he passes it on to the other guy. But he doesn't get that last out, it seems like, and uh, comes through in some of the biggest moments in Cardinal history. Uh, he's, he's been there and just continues to impress. One last thing you just reminded me, that fantasy camp event on Thursday was a blast. We had Ozzie Smith slated to talk in place of Whitey Herzog, and then Whitey called the Cardinals <laughs> and said, I'm coming. And well, he yeah. shows up, and the three of us were able to do it, and you were a part of it, and Joe Pfeiffer, we were all able to do this program together while that game was going on on Thursday night. What a scene that was at Ballpark Village. Yeah, it was great to see Whitey, and he looked great. You know, he, he, he had some jokes about uh, about his, his health concerns and the stroke he had, but he said that, you know, five people had to wrestle him to get him into the hospital, and uh, he said they gave him some medication, he got out. He looked great, his stories were great, as always, and... Uh, it was a good event. My team was 0-4, so we don't need to talk about that part yeah. of it, but uh, the other stuff was great. Yeah, we won't. We won't discuss that. <laughs> but yeah, Whitey, man, he just walks right in there, walks right into Ballpark Village, starts signing <laughs> autographs, taking pictures, talking about the Cardinals like nothing ever happened. The 87-year-old, he is amazing. Kyle, we appreciate it very much. Great to talk to you, and we'll catch up with you soon. Actually, we'll hear you on Ammer and Total Access with Joe Pott, which is slated to air at 1225. We appreciate it. That's right. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Kyle McClellan with us on KMOX. Let's take a break. When we come back, another happy man. That's the head football coach of the University of Missouri, Barry Odom. His team with a big win yesterday. We'll talk about it on the way. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Munganass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munganass St. Louis Honda on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It's 1119, and we welcome in our next guest. We love having him every Sunday, and that's the head football coach of the University of Missouri, Barry Odom. We love having you win or lose, but you have been winning lately. You're 3-1 and one after the opening season loss. You've won three in a row, and that was a big one yesterday, wasn't it, against an SEC opponent, South Carolina? Yeah, good, good to uh, be on again this week, Tom. I appreciate it. Thanks for having, having time to have me on. and uh, Always good to win, and uh, especially in conference play is such a such a uh, big uh, win for our kids and our program and getting started off on the right foot in, in conference play. And then the way that we did it, you know, there was there's areas defensively that was, uh, you know, played so, so well defensively for, for most of the game. And, you know, offensive had some struggles, but we played we played good, good team football and, and really handled adversity uh, the way you want a team to do it. We're, we're growing up a little bit. We still got a lot better yet to get. We got a long ways to go, but uh, excited for to get a big win yesterday. And, and our, uh, I know our kids were uh, really happy about it, but also understanding that uh, you know there's a lot left there uh, that we can go get this year. 34-14 over South Carolina. That's a team that did pretty well against Alabama's defense for quite a while in their previous game, but your defense jumped all over them with a touchdown early for Kale Garrett. Describe what happened there with the ball being spiked backwards rather than forwards. Yeah, an interesting, you know, I don't know that I've, I've seen it, but it's been it's been a couple of years, but you know, the ball was deflected, I think, by Chris Turner, defensive end. The ball was in the air, and the quarterback went to catch it or to to bat it down. And really, instead of batting it down, he secured it as another catch, and then and then knocked it backwards. So it was continual 
a live ball situation, and you know, our defensive coaches have talked over and over and over in the habits that we that we show in every practice. The ball's on the ground. Defensively, they want guys scooping it up because you never know if it's a backwards pass or, or if it's a live ball. You know, unfortunately, Kale was uh, with it enough and in the area that that he when they had recovered the ball, and uh, that's a great heads up play and, and obviously a huge momentum play for us. No doubt. And then you had another game changer on defense where they tried to do a run pass option and instead they threw the ball right to Ronald Perkins and your safety dashed a hundred yards for a touchdown. At that point you're up by seventeen. What a play. Man, that was that was huge because, you know, they go in if they would have scored there, then obviously they they've got some momentum. You know, it cuts the lead and instead Perk uh, was in great position, you know. What a what a great play call by by uh, Coach Walters, and you know, kind uh, of saving some of the things that that we did yesterday defensively, and uh, that was one of them. And and uh, within the call, and you know, Perk made a made a great catch, and and uh, then outran. You know, there's one defender kind of in the way, and had an angle, and they did a great job using the sideline, and getting down the field, and you know, we scored two touchdowns. Uh, when our offense wasn't on the field, that's, that's hard to do, and that, that's obviously huge for, for your team. Yeah, it's big time when you're able to do that against any team, but especially a team like South Carolina. They only had 16 yards rushing, Barry, only 16 yards rushing. Will Muschamp, the coach of the Gamecocks, said that we got whipped up front. Now, what did your defensive line do? Well, I think they, they played with great energy. Uh, again, uh, Coach Walters and Coach Haley and Hargraves and Gibbs, they, they had a tremendous game plan going in. And our kids executed it, and they played at a high level. Uh, you know, minus one play, the first play out, out of the second half. Uh, you know, they played really, really assignment sound, and they played with confidence, played together, and, and uh, you know, they were able to control the line of scrimmage for, for really the entire game. Such a huge defensive play and performance overall by your team. Your offense, as you mentioned, had a couple of times where it just didn't seem like it was working, but in the end. You end up watching your quarterback throw for 227 and two scores. He also ran for 77 yards. And I think most importantly, you had some big third downs to keep their defense on the field with hands on hips. Yeah, they, they offensively, you know, wasn't wasn't pretty at times, so they stayed the course. And, you know, we had a couple drops, we had a couple missed throws, and, you know, we were pressing a little too hard early on. Uh, and finally, just kept leaning on, kept playing with a little tempo, and was able to wear them out. And, you know, credit to our guys on, on being able to kind of withstand those times of when things don't go perfect and as, as they're not, you know, they just keep keep grinding, keep going, play the next snap and uh, stay true to what, what we thought was going to continue to, to work for us. And, and, you know, the third down conversions, like you mentioned, so huge for us to be able to stay on the field uh, to extend the drive and, you know, might not have gotten points out of it. But yet at eight up clock, and it was able to, to keep our offense on the field. You win the game 34-14. You also, I don't know how many people know, uh, I know a lot of people in Columbia know about this because of its name, but it's the Mayor's Cup. So this is because both towns are called Columbia. Columbia, South Carolina, Columbia, Missouri. There is a Mayor's Cup that goes back and forth. You had lost a few to South Carolina, but you got it this time. Well, that's exciting for a program, and anytime there's a a, a trophy involved, uh, whether with, it's you know the rivalry between uh, Eastern Division foes, it's it's important. And uh, so now we've got it, and now it's our responsibility to 
do the things we need to when that opportunity comes again to, to be able to keep it at, at our place. How was the crowd yesterday? You know, the, guy, the, the folks, I don't know what the official attendance was, but the, the ones that showed up, I'm really thankful for them. And, uh, again, it's always great to play home at home. And, you know, we've got a bye week, and then we've got two more at, 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 uh, at our place. And, and this team's going to continue to get better. We're going to continue to uh, work and, and uh, really so, so thankful for, for the folks who showed up yesterday. That's good. You've got uh... – Troy on October fifth. They are a team that's that's always been a good program, hasn't it? I mean, Troy's always been a t- tough on opponents, no matter what. They're 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 talented in in a lot of areas. You know, they won big last night against Akron. They've got Arkansas State this week. Um, you know, they've, they've, just, they've got one loss on the year, and, and it was a closely contested game with uh, Southern Miss and. Uh, they've got players, man. They've got skill players. They're really good and active on defense, and uh, we'll we'll have our hands full. We're going to get started on them today, and already have. And uh, this year is just like you know uh, a, a game week in preparation for for that opponent. That'll be in two weeks. So the Tigers get. Is that a good bye week situation for you? Are you are you happy to have an off week where it is? It it, it comes uh, for us right now. It comes at the right time. We're we're banged up in some spots. And uh, we'll be able to use this week in, in a great way. And we'll, you know, let's challenge the team last night. You know, think about we've got two weeks of work here. Think how much better we can get. And uh, that'll, that'll be our focus. And uh, we'll be back at it and be on the field Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week. Get a lot of good work in and uh, do some, uh, you know, some good against good. And then also get into the Troy preparation, which, which we'll need uh, every second that we can get for that. The Tigers are three and one. They've won their last three games, thirty-eight to seven, fifty to nothing, and thirty-four fourteen over South Carolina. And we look forward to the next time around. We appreciate this visit very much, Coach. Thank you very much for being with us. Thanks, Tom. Hope you guys have a great week. I appreciate it. You too, Barry Odom, the head coach of the Tigers, with us. We'll come back. John Mosellock is on KMOX. The president of baseball operations talks about the Cardinals. What a game that was yesterday and into the night. We'll have it for you next. Welcome back to the Munkinass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkinass pre-owned on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. From the belt, a look to first. Martinez kicks and fires. Swing and a miss. A Redbird winner. As the Cardinals have outlasted the Cubs 9-8 on this Saturday, September 21st. 2019. And with that, four hours and 24 minutes, the longest nine-inning game in Wrigley Field history goes to the Cardinals, 9-8 to eight over the Cubs. Welcome in President of Baseball Operations John Mosellock for a few minutes this morning. We always appreciate it. Wow, I mean, I was in attendance at Wrigley Field for one of the best baseball games I've ever seen. That was unbelievable. Certainly a heart stopper, right? Um, or at least it tested your strength of your heart. But it was uh, it was really incredible, and to be on the right side of the outcome was was cer- certainly something special. But you know, I do really think it's it helps describe how this team is, where it's very competitive, never quits, and uh, certainly understands what the finish line is looking like. That's right, and they have a group that is resilient and has been all year, really, John. I mean, we've we've noticed it, no question about it, really, through most of this season. They don't let things get them down. You know, I always feel like the, the sign of a good team is, is the team that can, can put a bad loss behind them. And 
when you do that, you're always looking ahead. And so sometimes you're always like trying not to focus too much on just what happened. But I think Schilke and his staff have done an amazing job with this team as far as keeping them focused on the task at hand. And so, you know, I think you really see the grit of this club and how competitive it is. And uh, hopefully it'll serve us well in the future. And we know how dedicated he is, Mike Schilt, to his club. He's also dedicated to this radio station, by the way. He did a great job with us this morning. And we know that it's hectic over there. And and you always deliver with these interviews. But um, And we appreciate that so much. And you think about the winning a game too like you almost have to put that one away also you know corks haven't been popped yet right no that's exactly right because yesterday's yesterday now and and today's today and and i think that's the the thing that distinguishes like a baseball team or baseball players or coaching staff from maybe just the true fans because you know as special as yesterday was to to our team they now know they have another job today and and so that's what they're they're tasked with and i think the best teams, teams that, that play deep, know that they, whatever happens that day, they can turn the page and move on. The Cardinals have a game today at 120. Just wanted to ask you a couple of quickies before you go. Uh, Colton Wong, understand that's a grade two uh, on his hamstring. What's the prognosis there? You know, prognosis is really going to be day-to-day and, and just see how he responds. But, you know, clearly it's something that you got to be careful with because if you push too fast, he's going to be lost. And, and so, you know, we have to temper expectations. And I think the next three or four days have a better idea of how he's responding to treatment. And then that'll dictate if, you know, the weekend's realistic or if we're fortunate to be in postseason, what that might look like. And what a week for Carlos Martinez. We, when we talked last on this show last year, we did not know exactly what was going on with him. I don't know that anybody really knew. And here he goes through a week where Mike uses him four straight games, and, and he closes the game out yesterday, John. Well, I think I think he's he's like a lot of our veteran players right now where he sees something that's special, and he wants to be a part of it. And so to see how he's performing at the level he's doing is, is special. You know, clearly the other night was not something you wanted to see in terms of the leadoff walk, but to survive it and to grow from it I think is important. Yeah, it's a big mark for him, no doubt about it. We appreciate the time, and thank you very much for doing it, and we will catch up with you real soon. What a game, unbelievable game yesterday, another one today, and perhaps some good stuff coming for this ball club as they get ready for the Cubs today and what's to come in this week at Arizona and back home against the Cubs at Bush Stadium. John, thank you so much for the visit. Thank you. Exciting times. Yes, sir. President of Baseball Operations, John Mosaic. Now, he's right about that. I mean, I had, <laughs> I'm, I'm still feeling a little jittery after that game yesterday. And I'm going to tell a few stories about yesterday, and we're going to have Chris Blair on the way at 11.45. But I'm going to get into more. We're going to hear from some of the players. I was in the clubhouse yesterday and a few other observations from Wrigley Field when we come back. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. The Cardinals pregame at 12.25 today and then a 121st pitch. We'll also take a peek at that weather forecast and get to know a few other things happening in sports. Get you ready for NFL Week 3. Back in a moment on KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you. International award-winning filmmaker Adam Scorgi is proud to present the U.S. theatrical release of Making Coco, the Grant Fuhr story. Making Coco will be released exclusively in theaters at six local St. Louis Marcus theaters for one week starting October 4th. But you can attend a special premiere screening event 
at Ballpark Village on Tuesday, October 1st. That'll include a Q&A with Grant Fuhrer, Kelly Chase, and others. Darren Pang will be the moderator. That is a very cool event on October 1st at Ballpark Village. Fuhrer, Chase, Pang, and many more for Making Coco, the Grant Fuhrer story. Get your tickets now. We have them at KMOX.com slash events. That's KMOX.com slash events. We're going to be involved with the Blues on many fronts this year, so we look forward to that as we go along this year. Uh, The Blues have a game today. They continue their preseason schedule. Can you believe that October 2nd they're going to have that game against the Washington Capitals where they raise the Stanley Cup banner? 2.30 is their game today against Columbus preseason game. Tuesday, a Dallas preseason game. Thursday, the 26th at Detroit. Washington back here on the 27th. That's kind of the next week for you. It's September 29th at Columbus, and then the home opener on October 2nd against the Washington Capitals, the last two Stanley Cup champions going head-to-head. Chris Blair, the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway, is going to join us in five minutes. Just wanted to go through a couple of things from yesterday. So the Cardinals get the win, and here's how some of that sounded. Yadier Molina, first of all, talking about the ninth inning. Yeah, we don't we don't give up. That was uh, Today was a Perfect sample that we never gonna give up. Um, we battle back. Obviously, we're facing a good team. Chicago's always playing good against us, but uh, we believe in ourselves. Um, we we showed that today. Pitches. Molina hits it high and deep. Left center field. Back to the track. The wall. Goner. Tie game in the ninth. One pitch from Kimbrell and Molina ties the game. Unbelievable. 8-8 at Wrigley Field. Next batter, Paul DeYoung. A swing and a long one. Home run, Paul DeYoung. Left center field. Back-to-back Jack. The Cardinals have taken the lead in the ninth. Craig Kimbrell is serving up batting practice. I'm here to win these three games all by one run. I mean, it's pretty incredible the way we fight back and pick each other up. So I lost my voice from screaming so much, but... It was worth it, and uh, just true testament to our team right now, how well we're playing as a group, and just uh, the way we pick each other up. What a great win for the Cardinals. Here's Joe Madden on Kimbrell. Well, I mean, it's easy to guess fastball on him, and uh, the the key is to not miss it. A lot of guys foul it off. Um, they didn't foul it off. Both of them hit it squarely. They did indeed. A 97-mile-an-hour fastball that was up to Yadier Molina right around his chest, and he slammed it out of there. He said it was wind-aided, but he's just being kind. That ball was scorched by Molina, and then DeYoung hit one even further, and the Cardinals won the game 9-8. What a win for them. Unbelievable win, and the Cardinals play at 120 today against the Cubs to try to sweep the series. Now, there is some weather that's going to play a role here. They are expecting rain in the Chicago area right around 2 o'clock this afternoon, so that would be pretty early in the game and start to really pick up. According to the radar that we can see and the forecast showing a 90% chance around 5 p.m., until then it's around 60 or 70% chance of rain in the Chicago area. We're talking from rain to thunderstorms as we get later in the afternoon. It's going to get a lot worse, and the rain's not going to let up after that. So we'll see how much of this game they can get in in Chicago today as they got in four hours and 24 minutes of yesterday's with a win over the Cubs, 9-8. to eight. I was uh, When I look back at Wrigley Field for the rest of my life, 
I will think about that game that I attended yesterday in Chicago. Unreal. The Cardinals are in first place in the National League Central by three games over the Milwaukee Brewers. The magic number is five to clinch the division. The Cardinals can do that with a combination of wins and Brewers' losses. The Brewers play a little bit later today. The Cardinals have a 120 game. The Brewers, you'll have to wait a little bit longer to see. Actually, they're right around the same time, by 110. So I actually thought it might be about 15 minutes longer. No, it's 110 for them. So they actually start about 10 minutes earlier than the Cardinals do. So they'll play side-by-side. And you could see the Cardinals not only clinch a playoff spot, but reduce their division magic number down to three if the Pirates can play some ball here and help them out. We will come back. We'll have Chris Blair, the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway, and we'll keep an eye on any developments happening in the NFL for your fantasy football purposes as we get going here at noon. Tom Ackerman with you. It's quarter to 12. It's sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX back after this. Welcome back to the Munkadass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkadass pre-owned on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to KMOX. We are joined by the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. He is live with us at 1146. It's Chris Blair. We are still exhausted from the Cardinals game yesterday, and we're ready for another one. Chris, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Yeah, it's it's great seeing all this uh, excitement and momentum going about that team. And I tell you what, that game yesterday wore me out as well. So uh, we're, uh, you know, hoping for the best. You know, we've got a big week coming up. We've got a big drag race. We've got the, uh, the Cubs coming to town. So it's going to be an exciting weekend for sports here in St. Louis. Yep. Once again, you have the Cardinals in town while you have a big event. Last time you had your IndyCar race, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Now that we're about a month removed from that, what have been the returns, first of all, from that race and the effect around the racing world? Well, it's, it's been tremendous. The, uh, you know, over the uh, the reports we've been, been getting back, over uh, two billion media impressions have Whoa. been made off of that event. Uh, the you know TV ratings were, were strong internationally. Uh, the crowd was great. There were just so many positives, and uh, the world noticed. Uh, had a lot of feedback from a lot of racers. Uh, the folks over at NASCAR received a lot of compliments from them. And uh, I was talking to Jay Fry, the president of IndyCar, the other day, and he said that they uh, gauge a lot of different things on the quality of racing, that where they determine the uh, overall uh, impression of how good the show was. We rated a 10.2, and the highest race ever before us was a photo finish at Texas three years ago, which scored a nine. So uh, that goes a long ways to show that this racetrack can host great racing. I just could not help but see that day Jimmy Johnson and others commenting on Twitter and social media about the race, that the NASCAR drivers were paying close attention to what's going on in St. Louis. I think they want to get in on a little action. I think you're right. Uh, that was one Alex Bowman, who's been a friend of mine for years. He also tweeted out, "It's time we bring Cup cars to uh, to St. Louis and Gateway." And so that was uh, that was good to see that that uh, they still remember me after they're famous, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it worked out pretty well. And you know, the it, it continues on. Uh, you know, this new video that the Blues put out this week that uh, recapping where the Cup has gone, and it shows Colton Pareko here at the racetrack and his role. Uh, in the pre-race, and that's uh, getting a lot of hits all over the place. And I think it's going to be playing in some of the uh, upcoming games. 
So, yeah, we're excited. It's going to continue uh, on and on, and it's good momentum for us. And we're carrying some very strong momentum into this weekend's AAA Insurance Midwest Nationals. What a sports year this has been, really. You think about all the people we've had on the show today from uh, talking about the Stanley Cup, of course, is the big headliner of the year, although the Cardinals are going to try to do their own championship parade if they can pull this off. And then you had Travis Ford getting the Billikens into the tournament. He was on the show today. Barry Odom's got the Tigers moving in the right direction, and on and on it goes. But your racetrack, located five minutes from the arch, is part of this sports scene, and you've had a big turnaround. That has to feel pretty good to have Pareko and Petrangelo and everybody else, Harrison Bader. There's a lot of synergy there. Yeah, and we get a few visits. Uh, you know, Carlos Martinez used to come by and uh, hang out with us in the drag tower and watch drag racing, just some of our weekly shows whenever he had an opportunity to. So, you know, we've got a, a lot of people that there's a good crossover between the two. And people uh, you know, just love sports in general, and everybody has different interests. And, you know, it's uh, it's fantastic to see how we're kind of blending in with what's going on. That's cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that he dropped by for some of those. That's good. Uh, Car- yeah. Car- Carlos is a good guy. He had a birthday yesterday. Also had a couple of big big outs yesterday as the Cardinals won the game 9-8. Speaking of drag racing, this has been the anchor. This is the uh, group that really put your racetrack back on the map as Curtis Francois got NHRA to commit and Mellow Yellow Drag Racing brings a huge crowd with it and you will have it coming up this weekend, September 27th through the 29th. Yeah, that's one of the things. This, this is our staple. This event, we, it's consistent year after year. Uh, I was looking. The only time we've had a down year was back. It was the year we were up against the Steelers versus the Rams. Is the only time since Curtis bought the racetrack that we went down just a little bit. But there was also a, a Cards Cubs matchup, I believe, that same same day. So that's been the only time we've really ever had any kind of a, of a setback. We, it's been growing. It continues to grow. We're way up this year on our ticket sales. And we've got some great stories coming into it with John Force, who's a 70-year-old grandfather who's still winning races and could very well win his 17th championship this year uh, because he's on a hot streak. So there's a lot of great stories playing out on what could happen here. From a, a racing fan, there are so many different things you can watch as a racing fan. And the drag racing fan really loves the power and the speed, but the personalities, the accessibility to those personalities, I think is very important. If you're going for the first time, let's say, what should you be aware of? What should you do? Well, I think the, the number one thing is to let everybody know that every single ticket is a pit pass. So you get down into the pit area, you can go right up to the back door of the trailers. The drivers are usually back at the ropes talking to the fans while the crews are completely rebuilding the race cars between runs. So if you're a gearhead who just loves motors, you can watch the crews at work. If you just want to get to meet the drivers, you can stand back there and talk to them because they're very accessible. A lot of activities going on in the midway. So if you aren't familiar with what the sports, uh, what it's all about, they actually have stages in the midway where they do nitro school where uh, they will actually get out there and explain to you how not only how the engine works but how the racing works and all the basics and all the fundamentals so even if you're not familiar with how the sport works they give do a very good job in giving you a, a lesson so that you can leave there as a knowledgeable fan so there's it's and the access is unlike anything you'll get in any sport including other forms of racing you know, nhra kind of sets the standard for accessibility with the drivers and the cars and the crews. What about the power itself? Now, going back to these cars, a funny car, a top fuel dragster, and the top fuel is kind of what I have my eye. Actually, both of them, really. But the the, yeah. the, uh, 
the speed has been incredible lately coming out of these events. What do you uh, what do you put towards that? Is that because of the weather, because of the change in weather as we get a little closer to fall? It's a little bit of that. And it's also a lot of technology. It's uh, you know, you have some mad scientists who are working on those race cars, you know, Jimmy Prock and well, with John Force Racing and the Oberhoffers uh, over at Kalita. I mean, they're geniuses, and they're, they're constantly working to find that little bit of an advantage that will make them go even quicker. And, I mean, we're at the point right now that we could see a car at 1,000 feet going uh, 340 miles an hour. It's that close. And, uh, you know, years ago they moved the, the, the distance from back from a quarter mile to 1,000 feet to try to con- uh, contain these things a little bit, and they just keep getting faster. And, uh, again, it's incredible what they're doing. Uh, I anticipate seeing some rule changes in the next year or so that's going to slow them down a little bit. But it, it, each time they do a rule change, it takes about a year and a half, two years, and they're right back where they were. They keep advancing. So uh, there's there's just so many things at play. Technology is a big part of it, and then just having guys who are specialists in making sure these cars just keep performing at their peak. Very exciting stuff. We're really looking forward to NHRA being back in town. Best way to get tickets, wwtraceway.com. And a reminder that all tickets are pit passes. And get in there early and have some fun Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this weekend. I know that you will, Chris Blair, and I know you have a lot of people that are excited about getting NHRA back, and then we'll see the pursuit of much more here in St. Louis. You are St. Louis's racetrack. We have... A racetrack that's the only one on the planet that has NASCAR, IndyCar, and NHRA. That's the one right here in St. Louis. We're very proud of that fact because when we got here a few years ago, we never thought we would have any of them back. And now to have all three and to be the only track in the country that has all three, that says something. Have a killer event this weekend. Cannot wait to hear about it and be there and and see everything that's happening with you and the track. And we look forward to it as the Cardinals take on the Cubs next weekend. It's going to be an unbelievable time. We appreciate it very much. Hey, thanks, Tom. And again, just a reminder, all kids 12 and under are free, so come on out. Come on out and go see NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing. Chris Blair, the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. A couple of NFL notes before we go. Antonio Brown says he's finished with the NFL. He tweeted this morning. He said, as the, he said, I will not be playing in the NFL anymore. The Patriots are not going to have him around anymore. And he said that he he is not going to play, and he went on to take some shots at other people in football who have been accused of sexual misconduct. It, look, I'm 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 exhausted by this story. Antonio Brown uh, can get out of here as far as I'm concerned. Traded out of Pittsburgh, released in Oakland. I mean, enough already. And then I'm really tired of this guy, of course, and that's I don't I don't even like saying his name, but he wears glasses and he has a mustache and he owns a team in Los Angeles. Well, apparently. He and the Chargers are now feuding on their shared stadium in Inglewood, California. Not all is well, according to a report. The two sides may be feuding with the Rams particularly upset. Wow. What a shocker. Are you happy to be out of the NFL business, or would you want an NFL team back in this town at this point? I know the league is the biggest league in sports, but it's just endless drama and unnecessary stuff. I'm pretty happy the way things are right now, i got to tell you. If, if let, let's say the NFL, and I know we have to go, but let's say the NFL awarded us the Chargers to settle this lawsuit, you better pay for the whole thing. We're not paying a cent. Okay, 
That's all I got. Cardinals and Cubs at 120 with the Cardinals winning a thriller yesterday. Joe Pott will have Ameren total access at 1225 on KMOX. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.